We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on? Welcome to the DGD podcast. As always, the self-proclaimed uh, NC DGD himself, Rob Reynolds, along with Juan Daniels and Caleb the Great KTG. Guys, welcome back. Happy Friday. Before we start on the elephant in the room, I want to go and ask everybody in the brigade. I hope you're having a great day. Elite start to your Friday, like Ruth says in the in the brigade itself. Hashtag one fan club, get it moving. Now let's talk ball, guys. And with that being said, a little bit of a roll call. The 6033 DGD is in the house as well. Juan, how My are you man, doing? Patrick. There it is. And with the hashtag one fan club. Juan, how are you doing, sir? Good. Good, good. Hey, it's Friday, man. I can't complain. Cannot there complain. You go. Uh, if you're if you're a Florida Gator fan, you will find anything to complain about. Uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we will sir. talk about that later. Uh, Caleb, how are you doing, my man? Man, I can't complain one bit, man. It's a good Friday. Woke up feeling rejuvenated, ready to go, man. I'm glad to be here. My man said he's feeling faded and next ready. Oh, boy. <laughs> Anyways, with that being said, there, if you're not familiar and you're living under a rock, there was a specific video that Georgia football social media dropped yesterday. And with that being said, it also involved one of our own. I think Georgia football is starting to see the hashtag Juan fan club become a thing because the video yesterday was a throwback to 96. <laughs> and, and none other than Juan Daniels was in that video. Now, for some reason, everybody wants to sit there and show Heinz Ward flipping into the end zone. And that was cool and all. But let's be honest. What set up that reverse, right? That was that was your boy down down below Juan Daniels, right? People <laughs> might don't sleep on Juan Daniels. Still top ten in my book right there with uh in the stat books. Juan, so I want to ask you real fast. Obviously, you know, for me, I was younger. Where me, Caleb, and maybe the audience as well, but a little bit younger. No slouch here. No uh, no slight here to the age or anything. Explain to us. I want to hear your personal experience of that game what went through you know when you look back and you saw that you know did anything flash back in your head oh yeah uh that 
well, first and foremost, I mean, that, that was the start of a tough season. We were already 0-2. We lost to uh, Southern Miss <laughs> at home, and that was, you know, Donnan's first year. Then we turned around and we lost to South Carolina at South Carolina. So we were, you know, we, we were, um, you know, in peril, to be honest with you. And uh, Texas Tech came in. They had a guy, Brian Hansberg, uh, who was a, a great great running back. I don't know if, if he went on to the league or not, but uh, so on that drive going down there, we had to convert uh, a fourth down catch. So they, they threw me a, a, a corner route and I barely got one foot in. So that kept the drive alive. And then uh, Bobo just kind of threw that little Hail, Hail Mary. And um, there was a guy draped all over me. And fortunately I was able to, to come up with that. And so uh, it was 13 to 12. We needed that two point conversion. We got it, which was great because because they came down at the end and attempted a field goal and they almost made it. So had we had not gotten that two point conversion, um, you know, we, we lose that game again, we would have been Oh, and three, it was raining. It was absolutely uh, crazy, but to see the fans, you know, going crazy, jumping up and down. And as a receiver, every guy that plays receiver, or even if you're backyard football, you always want to have that game winning catch. And so I, I was fortunate enough to be on the end of that. Look at that. Now, with that being said in the chat, guys, I posted, uh, there is a link to that specific video. Uh, it's the Georgia football Twitter uh, account. So if you feel free, if you know, if you're listening to this now, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, just go to Twitter, go to search Georgia football and you'll find it. Um, but nonetheless, and as Ruth said, he's number one in our hearts uh, talking to Patrick. Um, fair point, which is why we have the hashtag one fan club uh, <laughs> going in the brigade. Caleb, I know you saw it. Um, did, what did you think if you had any thoughts about that it, for me i know before I'm, I'm gonna let you speak but for me i think a lot of it was larry munson just you know hearing that scratchy voice man it was just something that's like <laughs> just something about it yeah man i actually uh that that was a crazy sequence but i actually watched the uh 96 auburn and georgia game the other night me and my buddy we didn't have anything to do so we were just watching old games we started with the national championship this year went to the 07 uh, blackout. Then we went to the 99 Outback Bowl. Whenever we played uh, Drew Brees, and then yep. we went back to the 96 uh, Auburn game, and I was watching one. I was like, dude, I do I do a podcast with him sometimes. <laughs> hey, okay, bro. Hashtag wine fan club right here, baby. But uh, well, just to see you in action and, and to know you a tad bit personally, man, it's, it's awesome, dude. Nah, it, it, you're a genuine person, so to see you rock out on the ball field, bro, it just brought joy to my heart, man. I actually – I don't know if I can say it on here, but I drink a beer for you after after a few of those catches, man. So. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. We're, we're not one to bash away from any kind of uh, potent potables per right. se here on the right. show, guys. Right. Um, you know, some apple juice may have been uh, consumed. Yeah, apple juice, that's what it was. <laughs> Excuse me. But, yeah, um, so as we, you know, obviously, listen, I, I you know, I'm sitting out. I saw that they posted it, right? So I went to check it out. It saw the you know the throwback Thursday hashtag and it's ninety six and I was watching it and you hear months and talking and then you're like you're watching it Bobo steps back and he's like Juan Daniels I'm like wait hold on what and then I just said I was like oh shit okay okay and then obviously that you know everybody wants to focus on the Heinz Ward somersault because the the quote that they that the quote that they used was you know Munson's talking about the somersault right so I was like okay I'm gonna wait for a somersault and then they show the precursor. In my head i needed to post it out i think i did actually i don't even remember <laughs> and patrick over here says he watched you live when he was in when you were in high school uh interesting uh 
Caleb, you also have a uh, compliment on the Melman hat. Uh, so yeah, that, that, saying that, that, that hat, nice I love it, man. That hat is awesome. Appreciate I mean, y'all. Appreciate I mean, you. It's going to be a while to find it. Oh, I believe it. I don't think the USPS really appreciates it either, but uh, we don't care about what their feelings are right now. I'm going to tell them one thing. We have man. the mailman if, hat. If the, mail, if the post office tries to cancel me, it's, it's hard to cancel somebody that don't give a dang. So Right. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. So we're My basically man. introducing a little bit of anarchy. I like it. My man. <laughs> I like it. Love it. Love it. So we had that right there. Uh, listen, folks, before we go, before we jump into Arch Manning, because I know most everybody's listening, you've been dying to hear about the reaction to Arch Manning. Let's just say this right now. Nothing is set in stone. Nothing. Not yet. But there's something coming down the tracks, and it's regarding the show. So stay tuned. When when things are done, if things when they get if and when they get done, you will be the first to know. But stay tuned. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, it, I'm not gonna give no hints or nothing like that. Uh, but hopefully you like the show and you like what you see. That's all I'm gonna say. With that being said, Caleb, Juan, let's jump into it. Archman, Archman, yesterday commenced to Texas. Social media goes into a frenzy. You look at what Kevin Durant even commented on it, I think, to Twitter or whatever. It's literally Arch's sole tweet that he's ever posted, right, committed to Texas or whatever. So initial knee-jerk reaction, obviously it stings for Georgia, right? Um, you know, but now that it's been 24 hours roughly since things, you know, have settled, right, given some time to settle, Caleb, since you're the, you know, I'm going to let you start. What were your initial thoughts and what are your thoughts at now uh, regarding the art situation? Initial thoughts, I wasn't really surprised. Um, I, I kind of had a feeling that's where he was going to commit. But, I mean, it, and it's like you said earlier, I was talking about it, obviously, over at my place, and um, you said I had a pretty good outlook on it. Commitments aren't set in stone. I still think Georgia's in it. I don't think – I think it's a long shot. I still think Georgia's in it. You never know. Um, he may have – a lot of these big-time recruits will commit, so people will leave them alone so they can enjoy kind of their last summer with their bros, you know, their senior year of high school. So uh, – and, and Quinn Ewers still has a chance to go off. So I think if Quinn Ewers goes off, Georgia still has an outside shot. I do think he's going to enroll in Texas, honestly, but – um. I wouldn't sleep on it just yet. I wouldn't put it to bed like Nolan Smith did my boy uh, Bryce Young. So, you know, it, it, it's it's a pretty interesting thing to still follow. Obviously, everybody thinks he's 100% Longhorn. I'm not 100% sold on that, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if he enrolls. But it, it, the, the initial thought didn't shock me. You know, you talk about, you know, listen, there's still a long way to go till signing, just till signing day, right? One, I'm going to let you go, but I want to throw this in here before I let you speak on this. But keep in mind today's world of college athletics. Nothing's ever set in stone anymore, especially with the fluidity that is college athletics today. When you heard the news, what did you say or what were your thoughts? Um, I was a little shocked. And that's only because on paper, it makes more sense for him to go to Georgia. But then when you're adding in the NIL, you're adding in all of those factors you're adding in Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian is a he's a quarterback guy. He puts people in 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 the league. You know, there there hadn't been a whole lot on Monk, and then and historically Georgia quarterbacks have not gone into the draft except for you know Matthew Stafford. Before Matthew Stafford, 
we're really, you know, we're searching and searching to try to, you know, try to figure it out. So, you know, you, you, you do what, what, what's best for you. However, uh, you know, like Caleb said, it's, you know, we're, we're not necessarily out of it, but, and then the other thing too, I, I look at Caleb's hat, we, we still got the mailman, you know, and, and, and he delivered Georgia has a system. They have a way of, of, of going about things. Kirby knows what he's doing. Obviously we don't because we were calling for Stetson's head, you know, Stetson's head for the whole season. However, Kirby had a system. He had something that he was doing in particular. So, you know, you just have to trust in the coaching staffs. So you know, I, I don't look at it as a blow because if we don't get Arch Manning, we're going to get somebody that's going to be able to come in there and, uh, and, and plug in and, and make things happen. Not to mention too, I don't care who you have the quarterback. If you have Oscar Delp, you've got, you know, uh, you know, uh, what, what's Brock Bowers. And then you've got the other, uh, other tight ends. I could get in there left-handed and, and be, be a successful Georgia quarterback. So again, just, just trusting in the process. As, as our 6033 DGD says, KTG knows what's up. Uh, Manning to Texas just doesn't have a good ring to it. <laughs> I, wanna, I wanted to make a quick point real quick. Um, I, I was reading an article the other day, and it was – I want to say Brooks Austin wrote it, but I'm not 100% sure. But he was making a point, um, you know, people look at Georgia and they're, you know, smash mouth football, like to run the ball. But do you know in the first half of games this year, Georgia threw the ball 55% of the time? They didn't have to run the ball in the second half. They were up by 30. In the first half, Georgia threw the ball 55% of the time. Wow. I don't think a lot of people notice or realize that, but that's true stat. I, I went and did my research. That's awesome. That's you so know what else is I, awesome? I think that narrative is a little bl blurred lines. Mm -hmm. I'm, more, I'm more shocked that Caleb actually did research. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I know everything. I just had to check that one. Right, right. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, so it was confirmation. It was actually doing your research. Okay. So my my statement uh, just got avoided. One, just letting you know. I'm not shocked at this point. Um, nonetheless, though, right? So, obviously, you know, it stings for Georgia, right? Um, but it but it's not the end of the world. Um, I'm not I'm not going to bash a kid for making a decision for not picking Georgia. Can't do that. The thing about it is. Georgia did not need Arch as much as Texas needed Arch. I think Texas, you Texas needed Arch far more than, I mean, Georgia for sure. But let's be honest, Arch's goal, you can pretty much bet on this. Go to somewhere, play for three years, go to the NFL, have a career, right? I, I think that's just the way the entire Manning family does business. Um but at the same time, I understand the lot. The these, I guess you could say, the ideology of going to Texas, right? The offense shows flashes of potential with what Sarkeesian's mind can do, right? What better way to create your own legacy, right? Outside of your already famous legacy, just having your last name, than going somewhere and literally bringing them back, reviving the program, right? Bringing them back. That's a lot bigger than going somewhere like a Georgia that's already set up to win. And you just drive, you just crank the car up and drive it. You you're basically building your car from scratch and then trying to drive it rather than right. By going to a Lambo dealership, turn the key, drive off the lot. It's a lot different. And I think it kind of makes, it, it seems to make sense if you're a man, right? 
do big things, right? You it might cost them a championship. I'm not saying that they they can't or they won't, but definitely it's interesting because you know you look at what Texas is about to be doing. Eventually, at some point, at least if Arch stays there for his entirety of his career, right? They're coming to the SEC. How will Texas fare against your opponents, whoever you play, however they format it and schedule it? Mm-hmm. You know, because Texas plays Alabama week two, right? But it's going to be a lot different when you have Alabama in week two and then you go around in the next week, you're playing LSU or Florida or Arkansas, right? Because Texas be- got beat by Arkansas last year. Keep that in mind. It's, it's not simple, right? I, I, I'm not knocking anybody else, but until you play an SEC schedule, whether it's East or West, I don't care. You, you, you can't say anything because people look, you know, like I said, Texas and Alabama, right? They have that week two game. There you go, right? Oregon has us week one. There you go. But then turn around and have the same SEC schedule, right? SEC may be down in regards to the East, right? But I guarantee you it's still the, the top to bottom depth of the SEC is still more rigorous than every other conference. Maybe you can argue, try to argue the Big Ten, but just for now, it's definitely not a Big 12. It's definitely not a Pac-12, right? It's completely – it's on a different level. So, you know, I, I think he'll fit – I think he'll do good things in that offense because Syracuse's offense is always – How, you know, what happened there, though, right? So you have him going to Texas. Texas needed that because there's a lot of pieces outside of Arch Manning that could come to your school, right? And you might have commits. You'll, you'll, Texas will probably get several commits based off of that decision, right? It's, it's a huge domino. However, for if you're a Georgia fan, do not be alarmed. Kirby Smart has shown you that regardless of the last name of Manning, you will recruit in the top five. No questions asked. Just because you don't get that, right? You know, I think the question there comes, how hard do we push for a 23 quarterback? Or do we push in our chips on a 24 kid? Right? If, if, I'm, if I'm looking at this standpoint right here, if I'm, if I'm a Georgia fan, the fact that you didn't get Arch in this, in this moment – kind of gives you a little bit of a sigh of relief that there's a chance that you could probably still see Carson, uh, Brock, and Gunner all stay together after the season ends, depending on what happens after, you know, in the 23 cycle with quarterbacks. I, I would say that would be something that you would definitely want to take a look out for because we know Stetson's going to be gone after this, right? After that, there's no question. Either it's going to be Carson, it's going to be Brock, it's going to be Gunner, especially if we don't land a 23 kid, right? So with that being said, if you're a Georgia fan, there's no need to panic because the quarterback room is not bare. It is not. Okay. It's not. Are they inexperienced? Sure. You have Stetson Bennett, you know, leading the charge, which some people might tell you that that's not good. Um, I think the 6033 DGD said it best, uh, has a ring to it, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, ex- explain to me why that's not a good thing if I'm Georgia. Right. Right. Because the way I look at it is that's multiple quarterbacks to give you a possibility or opportunity to win games. Right? So if you're a Georgia fan, listen, if you're worried about people outside of Arch Manning, right, you're in good hands. It's Kirby Smart. 
In Kirby, we trust. That should be the four-word motto for anything recruiting Georgia football. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. Now, with that being said, the brigade, we're going to read some comments here. Let us know in the comments what your thoughts are on Arch Manning. You know, is it the end of the world for is it the end of the world for Georgia? Let us know, right? Make sure to like and subscribe as well, by the way, too. Uh, you know, the 63 DGD says the quarterback room in Athens, Georgia is just fine with or without Arch. Does any one of y'all care to elaborate further on said comment? Um, you know, you're, you're definitely going to have those guys um, push each other. What, what Stetson's going to have to do this year is really, really step up because he was have a great defense. And I mean, a great defense. And so he didn't have to do much. It was almost like he was the offer of, of, uh, of, of college football. Um, but, uh, but guess what? I mean, Stetson did, he stepped up from the year before where he really struck. He came back, he was confident and there's no reason that he shouldn't still be confident. And then guess what? Also too, is you know, Georgia, has enough offensive power that if we need to get into a track meet with another Alabama or somebody else, we can do it. Whereas two years, two years ago, we could not get into a track meet with Alabama. We just did not have, you know, anytime you're thinking of Stetson Bennett throwing the ball 30 or more times, we're in trouble. Whereas last year, you know what? He, you know, he, he was able to do that. Caleb, do you have any other thing on that, my man? Nah, I think y'all nailed it on the head, man. I, th I think y'all both got pretty good outlooks on the quarterback situation. I'm not really – I was never worried. You know, Stetson's been my guy. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just like his swag. I like his mentality. He don't care. I don't care. So, I, I feel like, you know, Stetson's got some – he's from South Georgia just like I am, man. This mentality down here is a little different. We just don't give a rat's doo-doo about anything. So, uh, <laughs> just the way oh, he man. carries himself, the way he just blocks out all the hate, I got nothing but respect for that, man. I love that dude, so – there you go. We're going to read some comments here from the brigade. Uh, Rude says that he agrees, uh, said this before. If you grow up among legends, talking about Arch Manning, uh, choosing Texas here. Uh, if you grow up among legends, you tend to want to submit your own legacy. And Texas is no doubt the bigger challenge. I completely agree with that, right? Georgia, like I said, it, Brooks also says best, it's a turnkey operation. You crank that car up and you drive off the lot. Texas, you're going to, like I said, you're going to have to rebuild that thing. They say they're back. They're not back. Okay, so let's just be honest here. Okay, the the difference is though is you know you you would think if if he wants to you know cement a legacy, I would have chosen Georgia because guess what Peyton and Eli were not able to bring home the national championship. I, I really just don't feel like Texas is going to be the team that you're going to bring home a national championship. Even from a recruiting standpoint, yeah, he he's going to get some recruits, but you got somebody across the way at Texas A and M that's paying guys all over the place. You know, they got an NIL pot that's just out of this world. So you're competing with Texas A&M trying to get those players. And then you've got Texas Tech and all that. It, it, it's going to be it, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah. I mean, and, and one man they got, you know, they, they got their guy, but he's just not going to bring in everybody when it actually comes to that NIL money. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, my thing is to, to and, you know, I look at it this way, like, the argument, right? Like, because even at Newman High School down there in Louisiana, neither no uh, no Manning has won a right, a state uh, state title in high school. 
he's trying to push for that, right? So it was kind of, to your point, it's kind of interesting because you wonder what the end goal is for him and what his thought process is, right? Because let's be honest, this recruitment was very 80s style in today's world, right? Very close vested. You didn't hear nothing out of it. If you did, you can't believe it. Right? You can't believe it. But, you know, now that things are settled, right, now we're going to see he may have – I mean, honestly, he may have bitten off more than he can chew. I'm not saying that he can't do this, so I'm not – not bashing him. Please don't under don't miss take that the wrong way. But he's got his work cut out for him. Um, you know, and it starts with recruiting better on defense and uh, offensively, right? Line wise, right? in the trenches, right? Because when you join the SEC, if you don't win in the trenches, you're not a good SEC program. You're not a good program, especially in the conference. So, I think I think they're trying to make progress there. And I think Arch could kind of be that springboard for Texas, like I said, that they needed, right? And Roots also says, you know, he don't like always going all in and missing on big players in general, right? You don't want to strike out. But at the same time, he doesn't feel missing on Arch is the end of our recruiting. And it's not. It's not. Georgia had a lot of momentum, right, coming in recently. A flurry commits, right? Um, C.J. Allen, right? Um, <clears throat> A.J. Harris. Since we have we haven't had our show last time, AJ Harris, uh, forget the Woodring, the punter, our special teams, I should say, specialist, and then CJ Allen. That's just that's three right there in a matter of a few days, right? So when you lose out on Arch, right, and you also lose out on Brandon Ennis, which we never really had a shot in my opinion anyway, right? You start you start to see dominoes fall, right? I'm telling you right now, Kirby Smart is a momentum recruiter. You can tell me anything to try and sway my mind, and it won't work. I guarantee you it will not work. So save your breath trying to tell me that Kirby is not a momentum recruiter because Ohio State, three, or I think three days, three elite receivers back to back to back. Cardell Tate, Brandon Ennis, Noah Rogers up here in Roseville. You, you're not telling me that Kirby saw that momentum swing because that's a big time swing and say, hey, I want my name in this spot too. Let's go. Oh, we ain't got momentum. Okay. C.J. Allen, boop, A.J. Harris, right? Like, Kirby knows. Juan, you you play with him. I guarantee you, you know. He just ain't going to admit it. Right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I mean, in general, recruiting is all momentum feels, for the most part anyway. I'm not going to say it 100% of the way, but a lot of there's a lot of momentum recruiting. It's not just in Georgia, but Georgia definitely benefits from momentum recruiting. That's, I'm just going to leave it at there. Um, you know, but we talked about Arch, right? And what comes next for Georgia, right? And, and as our, uh, as Mike Dudley in the comments uh, in the brigade, watch out for Case and Wiseman in the 23 class, right? So this leaves the argument, does Georgia, you know, do they turn the table and, and start pushing their hand for a 23 kid, right? You look at this, for, uh, at this point, right? A lot of the top tier names have basically either committed or, very close to committing, and it seems like Georgia might be out of the race. The one thing benefiting Georgia, if we were to try to go for 23 quarterback, it's a deep class. It's different. There's levels to it. But Georgia but Georgia can still benefit from getting a good, really good quarterback. It might not be your Arch, your Nico, right, your Jaden Rashado, or your, you know, um, Dante Moore, right? It might not be one of those guys, but you can still, you know, possibly get a quarterback if you so choose to. Now you're
Kaysen Wiseman, like Michael, um, you have Dylan Lonergan, I would expect. Uh, I mean, he's right there in Georgia, too, right? But yeah. You also, you also have, have a guy. There's a guy at uh, Clark Central. His name is Lucian Anderson. Uh, watch out for him. Um, he actually was at the uh, uh, at the camp that I went up to, uh, and I saw him. The ball's just popping off of his hands. He's, he already has an offer from FAU. But um, he, he's, he's another guy. His, his dad and I played. Uh, we were both receivers at Georgia. So, you know, he's a he's a legacy guy and he wants to be at Georgia. And, and it was it was a lot of talk, you know, when I was with him to say, hey, everybody's waiting on the Arch Manning sweepstakes. So now that the Arch Manning sweepstakes are are gone, let's let's move on. Next man up. Georgia, you know, Georgia could have could have hurt themselves by right. Just focusing and like, putting all the eggs in the basket and striking out. Right. But it's Georgia. There's the state of Georgia. Y'all both are in Georgia. Y'all know this. The 23 class, just the 23 class. I'm not even going in the 2024, 2025, because I could go on and on. We could do our own show about recruiting in Georgia. I guarantee it. Neither here nor there. In the 23 class alone, there's a there's several quarterbacks just there. that They, not, they may not have the swing of your Arch Manning, but if at least a quality depth piece while you go after an elite 24 kid. Because I think with Arch – in my opinion, Arch Manning going to Texas for the you know obviously at this moment leads me to believe that Kirby will go all in on another twenty four quarterback. And I think you could. I mean, there's several kids there, but the one that I'm interested to see if they really push for Jaden Davis out of Charlotte up here at Providence Day because that dude is a fucking baller. Mark my words, wherever he goes, he will be absolutely dominant. Kick and sling it; it comes off his hands. It's just nasty. And the kid's got good vision for a high school upcoming senior. The kid will absolutely be great wherever he goes, in my opinion. Uh, obviously, it's a 2024 kid, so there's still some time there. But watch Georgia push hard on him because Dylan Raiola is committed to Ohio State. And I don't necessarily know that he will decommit from there. Look at what he has to throw to. If you're a quarterback and you want to go to the league, right, Ohio State has had a shitty track record with pushing quarterbacks and having success in the NFL. But by God, what are they doing in, in Columbus? Look at what they are building for a quarterback to come in. And that's a turnkey operation, by God. Yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, even going back to, to Troy Smith, <laughs> my goodness. You know, wow. he runs up against a, 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 a Florida defense, and he threw it. I think he had like 36 total uh, yards in offense. Um, but, again, they're, they're pushing him out. They're pushing him out. They're giving him an opportunity. Then what you do with it after that, I mean, that, that, that's just kind of up to you. So, obviously, you know, looking at it right here, um, not only, like I said, We've talked a lot about quarterbacks, right? Because we know how important quarterbacks can be for recruiting classes, right? Um, but Georgia's not done, right? Let's be honest here. Because you have the month of July, which I'm expecting literal fireworks. And I'm not talking about the fourth, baby. I'm talking about the whole month of June. There's some, there are several big-time targets with already committed dates. But I guarantee you there's going to be several, maybe even unexpected, commitments pop up in July, right? You hear a lot of talk. Uh, I want to say Raquiz, uh, Elder McEldery mentioned everybody's committing July 5th. There's a reason. You're not going to do it on July 4th. 
But by God, afterwards, fireworks are still going to keep ringing. That's all I'm going to say. You got, I want to say, Sadir Mitchell, I think, is expected to commit uh, July 2nd. Uh, Jamal Jarrett, right, another uh, true nose tackle here out of uh, Greensboro, uh, expected to commit on the 19th. And like I said, the month of July is known for fireworks, and I'm not talking about just Independence Day because recruiting pops off, especially in the in the world of college football today. So with that being said, and I'm going to let you all elaborate more if you all would like, do not. It is not time to ring. It is not time to sound the alarm and panic because you might not get a quarterback this class, depending on how things play out. But I'm telling you right now. Mike says it best. He's calling five to seven commits this July alone. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, listen, we talked about momentum recruiting. Look at what Clemson has just did. Clemson just popped off in the month of June and popped like 10 or 11 commits, and they're four stars and shit like that. And most of them come out of Georgia. I guarantee you Kirby Smart will let a ton of commits commit if they'd like to. There's a reason why you saw all these official visits in, in in June before the season starts. I'm just leaving it there. Caleb, would you like to imp- uh, pontificate further? I mean, it's like you said, he's a momentum recruiter. We all know it. I mean, it's like it's, it's funny to me. I've noticed this for the past, what, six years he's uh, recruited. Every time some bad news or what we think is bad news happens, he pops you with a big time recruit. So I agree with everything you said there. And um I, I'm with I'm with Michael Dudley, man. I think we're gonna get five to seven. I think um big names too. Uh so I'm I'm ready to see the fireworks. And like you said, I ain't talking about the fourth of July, man. It's it's gonna be fine. Um I don't think nobody should gloom and doom over Arch Manning. Just watch out because uh the ones that want to be a dog will be a dog, and they're going to win some rings too. Absolutely. As the Taylor report, Eric cops in the brigade, I think for maybe the first time. So if it is your first time, boss man, welcome to the brigade. Welcome to the show. Hey, make sure to like and subscribe as well while you're in there. For anybody new watching, even after this show goes off live, make sure to like and let us know in the comments too what you think as well. We'll always read them and try to reply back as well. One, in July. What are you looking forward to the most uh, if you're a Georgia uh, Bulldogs fan? Justice Haynes. Justice Haynes. And, and, and I tell you what, having an opportunity to see him up close and, and, and personal, he's a monster. And his work ethic, he is a, he's a businessman as a high schooler. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it, 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 it's crazy to see his focus. He just got to Buford. And he's already considered one of their leaders after after being at, at you know Blessed Trinity for so long. The other thing I love about him, too, is he's going to get some rest. Buford does a great job of rotating backs. I mean, and so, you know, they're going to have like three, four backs that they're going to ro- rotate. Uh, he's going to get his. But when he gets up to Georgia, which I know he's going to be at Georgia, he's not be beat up. He's not going to be, you know, all, all mangled and mashed up. He's going to be in, in, in some great shape. And uh, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I think once we hit that one, he's a leg, another legacy guy. It's it's going to be it's going to be awesome. No, I mean, listen. Obviously, with uh, with uh, the Taylor report talking about the Hobdell boot legacy, that is absolutely the case. Now, I will say this: when you go to Buford and Juan, you're all familiar with it. I'm telling you right now, 
that is some of the best football you're going to play in the state. So from him going to Blessed, where he's probably going to get his brakes ran off and, and there will be no brake pads left, you're you're preserving that monster, like you said, for college. And, you know, listen, he, keep in mind, he's also a damn good baseball player. But my logic is this. If you wanted to focus on baseball, would it matter if you went to Buford? Because uh, MLB is – now, my question is, you know Buford Athletics won. If you're from if you're at Blessed Trinity and you and you wanted to test the MLB, how much of a difference you know would it be from an MLB perspective going from Blessed Trinity to Buford? Because I feel like MLB scouts will find you regardless of where you are. Well, they're gonna they're gonna find you they're gonna find you, but Buford is the place to be. So Buford just had the number I want to say the number three pitcher in the nation. He was there at one point in time, like last year, Buford was the number one team in the nation before they got knocked off. They just went on another playoff run. So you had scouts all over like T Martin's son, Caden Martin uh, played on, played on the team. So you've got an outstanding baseball tradition at Buford, Joey Bart, who's now doing great things with the San Francisco giants played there. So if, if he really wants that exposure, you know, Buford football, Buford baseball, that's going to be the place to be. I still think ultimately you have to worry about the MLB if you're any college sport. But the thing about it is in the days of NIL, I feel like if you go to Georgia, if they needed to, they could toss out more than what the minor league system would be. Right. But I think it all depends on what or where he gets drafted and, you know, where he gets drafted in the MLB draft. But he, he wouldn't be able to get drafted. a uh, MLB if he knows the draft like that um I think you have to be a senior to get drafted if I'm not mistaken so you know we would wait to see what happens next year but maybe he commits and signs and then you know then you hope and pray right yeah, yeah. we <laughs> all remember we almost we almost early. lost Terry Godwin the same way Terry Godwin was an outstanding baseball player and he, he got drafted but he got drafted lower but they said he was an outstanding third baseman and I I remember reading up on Terry Godwin and being worried we weren't going to land him too, but uh, I think I think Justice's heart's in football, so I think yeah. I mean, he's got the legacy. To, obviously, listen. I mean, Veron's you know legacy I, I think is etched in Georgia history and lore, right? Does it mean that Justice couldn't do the same here or wherever he chooses to go, right? Now we talked about Justice, right? And Juan has that familiarity now that he's at Buford, right? And and talk about that call it D1 machine. My God. Um, you know, listen, there's other names, though, right? I think you look at Tyler Williams is another name that just recently uh, tweeted out, stay tuned. And this was after the wide receiver commits. So my thought was, oh, boy, right? Uh, C.J. Allen, uh, just like maybe within the hour, I think, uh, we're not done, right, with the dogs. So these kids letting you know, hey, it's about to pop off. So, so hold on because it's coming. Okay. I'm just letting you know right there. Uh, Taylor Report says Justice Haynes and Scott Howard will create another Georgia football moment in history. Just wait. What do you think? <laughs> Damn, Joe. Okay. The bad thing is, I probably got the worst internet out of everybody. That's he does. Thing. He does. He I does. just got it set up, man. I've had to. I've had to rig my internet up at, at, 
for two years to get it this good. But I appreciate that because that makes me yeah. feel good. <laughs> yeah, let us know what you got, Caleb. Because uh... <laughs> I mean, I, I'm used. To, I've I've been shit on before, but I've never been shit on on my own show live. Yeah, I mean, sideways dunk. I mean, just coming Twice. in there like. Hey man, they don't call me Caleb the Great for nothing, man. Yeah, I got that's it all true. figured yeah. out. Yeah, you gotta have outstanding <laughs> internet service to be Caleb the Great. So <laughs> let it fucking start raining though, by God. Oh, you yeah. ain't lying about that. That's when it goes to doo-doo. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. It's AT&T, so you know how that goes. Yeah. It starts raining. Woo, I'm done for. It's Welcome curtains. to it. You you want organic? This is what organic is, folks. I'm just letting you know that now. Apparently, apparently Taylor's internet is bad with the rain too. Uh, but, <laughs> so, so the sixty thirty three NCDGD just said we got third and Ringo. Third and I feel, Ringo. I feel, I feel hurt. Dog. I'm hurt. At least I'm, I'm the hurt. Ringo. I'm the one pick six in y'all. <laughs> yeah. I'm Dan Jackson. I just took I took every bit of that for yeah. what? Oh yeah. For what? <laughs> to help Caleb. We just got post posterized. <laughs> All right, I gotta focus, guys. Let's get our let's get back on track here. With that being said, right, Caleb Downs is another name that I'm curious to see. Right, I think I'm not as confident with with him at Georgia than say Ohio State. I think it's I think it's Bama, Ohio State, uh, Georgia. But in my opinion, I think you have to watch out for Ohio State there. I think it's Ohio State and Georgia, uh, even in that order, but ever so slightly. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on Caleb Down? He's another Georgia kid right now. Obviously, his brother plays at UNC up here in uh, Chapel Hill. Uh, you know, he's he's another kid, man. He's another kid that I, I feel like he's a must-have in this class if you're Georgia, right? Like we said the same thing about Arch Manning, but I think in regards to positions of need at Georgia, he is the go-to target you have to have because of the safety position. Um, Juan, what say you on that subject, my man? I mean, he is. He's he's a must-have. He's a coach's kid. You know, his dad now is 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 uh, one of the coaches at East Tennessee State, and uh, instinctually, he's he's outstanding. You look at it, yeah. You look at his brother, who you know they always just say it's it's the younger brother that always wants to be better than his than his older brother. But and, and he's a you know he's big talk in the draft. Um, you know, going in there maybe first maybe a first rounder. So. That just goes to show you that Caleb, you know, has an opportunity to go and play anywhere, whereas Josh, you know, had had an opportunity to go. I think his biggest one was UNC. So, um, you know, you can definitely believe he wants to outdo his brother and, uh, you know, he, he wants to prove himself. And where else is he going to prove himself other than a, a Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State? And if you have a guy like that, it's a must have uh, on your team. And also too, if, if, if I were him, I'm looking at Georgia's secondary, you know, we, we, we don't have a, you know, some, we don't have big name guys. So it's almost like, man, if you don't have all those big name guys, I'd love to go have an opportunity to go and, 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 and try to steal a spot. Um, so, you know, like I said, ho ho hopefully it'll be one of those things that, you know, he, he, it's something that he falls in love with. He's just, you know, you know, talk with a couple of guys and a lot of them, like I said, a lot of them roll in packs. So, you know, hopefully he's in a in with a pack of guys that are some big time Georgia fans. Hopefully, I, Michael here says Caleb Downs is just like the arch recruitment, very quiet, very very quiet, and that's and that's a hundred percent fact because nobody really knows where he's going as of today, right? You just one of those things where you have to feel confident, and what happens happens, right? You just know I did my best, pat on your back, I did my best, move on, right? 
you just hope that he lands with you. Uh, but I guess, and you know, Taylor Port says Georgia needs safeties in this recruiting class. Aguero and Downs would be huge. No doubt about that. You know, I love what Malachi is going to be bringing, right? But we still – we're going to be dangerously thin after this upcoming season because you're losing – you're losing Chris. You're losing – I would probably say Dan as well. You're losing Tyke, right? Potentially, I think. Yeah, it's something you've got to hit. You've got to hit and you've got to get the right guys. Uh, and, and Taylor Report also asked, what does official visits look like right now? I'm not sure. I think he already took a couple. I, I have to – like I said, he's so quiet. It's kind of like you don't even really know at this point, if that makes sense. Um, so, you know, as more things come out, I'll probably just hit up on social media and find out and stuff. But as of right now, I can't even say, I don't even know, to be honest. I feel like he said a couple, but I don't know what's left. Um, yeah, any final thoughts, guys, um, before we wrap this thing up on the recruiting class, where we stand right now? Um, actually, wait, I'm going to do this before we hit up our final thoughts. Um, it is a, oh my God, what a time to be a dog fan because if I'm not mistaken, your enemies down in Gainesville today had their recently hired head coach write a basically an apology letter almost telling fans to calm down because of recent crystal balls. Jaden Rashada got crystal balled to Miami, right? He was supposed to commit this Sunday, actually, this weekend, this past weekend. Pushed it back to Sunday and took in a Miami official. They need a quarterback, right? They get it. I feel like that pro that poverty program is down so bad right now. Any ASPCA can't even save them. <laughs> they can't. It is June, and you're you're crying and almost basically asking him to get fired because it's June. And over some crystal balls, fam. Tell me you're a poverty program without telling me you're a poverty program. <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all something too. I think Florida. I think Florida's got a chance to be another upset because I think Georgia's still got a chance at Kermani. I think Georgia's beating his door now. I, I think low key Georgia can steal Kermani, and that's gonna really make them crumble. The oh, problem yeah. is not even it's not even Georgia doing it. A lot of people don't realize just how much of an impact the arch domino effect is going to have. And guess who's about to fill it? Florida. Cedric Baxter is another one. Think about that. That's that's a huge one. All hyped on him. All hyped on him. Nothing. Um, let's see. So someone says uh, apparently a recruit's dad said he forgot which one uh, Taylor Report is telling me. Uh, saying Florida's not committed to recruiting like the bigger programs. Uh, he said he had to look up the screenshot. But my thing is this. You come in, Billy tells you to be patient, but your fan base is already basically with pitchforks and shit trying to burn down the house. What the hell's going on? Like, can anybody explain to me, whether you're in the comments, Juan or Caleb, why you have a first-year head coach, why are you this upset so soon? I think a lot of it is jealousy, man. I mean, they're looking at their their biggest rival just dominating college football. I mean, we've been at the pinnacle of college football the past five years, and we just smacked them around for four of them. Um, they got lucky in 2020. If we play that game again, I think we'd have whooped them. I, I'm mm -hmm. telling you. At the end of that season, we'd have beat Florida. Um, I just – 
I think they just look at George and they want what we have and they're not on that level. Like there's like you said earlier, there's levels to this and they ain't on it. And I think that bugs them. Like I get Florida fans coming in my chat all the time, just oh, it's gonna take y'all another 42 years. I was like, Dad gummit, bro. Y'all ain't won one in about 15 now. Y'all better get up, catch up. I was like, Y'all ain't beating us for a while. Y'all may slip up here and there, but George owns this rivalry, and I think they're seeing what Georgia's doing, Alabama's doing, LSU even, you know, in the past three years, and they they want to be there, but they're not. I think that's their problem. Like, fans are as, – as, you know, a big Georgia fan, I was the same way when Alabama was winning or when Auburn was winning. Like, I wanted that. But I don't think they understand what all goes through it. And like like this uh, – the Taylor report said, man, I don't think Florida's – as committed as these recruits as a Georgia or an Alabama or an Ohio State or somebody like that is, and it's, it's showing. I have a message for you, Florida fans. Billy Napier has showed you progress, right? He showed you probably Look at me. Y'all know what recruiting <laughs> season is now, okay? There, you have progressed to understand what recruiting season is. You didn't have that with Dan Mullen. You already make progress. Small steps. Crawl before you walk. I know that's hard for y'all, but damn. And know your rules. Rules that I'll say is how do you lose a fan base as a head coach before the season even starts? I think I need to put this shirt. I need to, I say this so much, I feel like I could put it on a shirt and sell it for merch, but unrealistic expectations. I say it all the time. Yeah. All the time. That is the reflection of that term simple enough simple enough just leaving it there there's some listen i know there's some gator fans out there that are rational you just letting it ride i get that still hate you because you from you, you pulled for florida but nonetheless i respect you a little bit more but y'all's fan base is letting y'all down so bad right now most yeah. of it most of it is letting it down so hard <laughs> yeah, they, they, they want an instant fix. But just like 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 the Taylor report said, they have a fan base that's gone through three head coaches. Um and you know, and, and they weren't good. Like Muschamp, you know, thank goodness he's back at Georgia doing some things, but he was not a good head coach. He just was not. And then of course Dan Mullen was just a I mean, just the of of a trash compactor for them. Yeah. Root, I mean, Root says it best too, Juan. I'm I'm happy for it. Like I, I think it's wonderful, but for them, you know, it's it's you know they're looking for a Superman or some type of somebody to come in there and save the day. And you know, it, it's it Napier is not a big enough name. That's just that. It's it's just not a unless it's a unless it's a uh, you know Nick Saban or Kirby. I, I promise you right now. If, 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 if Nick Saban came into Florida for the next 10 years, they could go one in one in 12 and they'd be OK with it. Yeah, because they're like, OK, well, you know, at least we've got the best of the best. And he's a big name. But the Napiers, it, it, he's just he's just not that he's just not that big. Listen, so Roos is done for the day. Roos is already done for the day. We ain't <laughs> even been a full hour yet, guys. My man made one laugh, heard that melodic shuffle. A chuckle. His day's complete. He's done. He's packing up. That sounds like Florida in August. Yeah, right. <laughs> and hashtag one fan club. That's how you do it, folks. That's how you do it. Juan literally has to LOL on the screen. That's the goal. This is it, it doesn't Caleb, take much. <laughs> you're familiar with this, man. Caleb, you've been on multiple times. You know. 
the brigade has made it their goal, not only to get one fan club going, but to make one laugh. <laughs> like, like, so, <laughs> like Gator garbage. <laughs> Patrick. I'm here for it. Are we toxic folks? Let us know in the comments below. I'm here for oh, it. Oh, man. That's good. Oh, we ain't even, Juan, we ain't even got started talking about Auburn. No. Oh, yeah. Just wait for that. Just wait <laughs> for that. Guys, we're going to, so we're going to wrap this thing up before we start, we can sit here and start doing a roast session. This is a DGD podcast, not the SEC roast session. We could be, though. But first off, final thoughts on, you know, just maybe a final parting word for the Georgia fan base that's listening to this, watching this, in regards to where where we stand in June. Go I say exciting, man. It, 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 where we stand right now, it, it's it's exciting. Georgia football is, is, is back on top. We're going to be there for a minute. I'll tell you this. Uh, we'll wrap the show on this one. Georgia fans, don't look down to Gainesville. Because they're doing it exactly how you should be doing it. Okay, simple enough. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, War pigeons as well. With that being said, though, guys, make sure to like and subscribe. Ring the bell, guys. Dog fans, I know you do it well. Ring that fucking bell. Ring it. Get notified when we go live. Mondays and Fridays. Caleb, let people know where they can find you, my man. Uh, I do a little gaming page on facebook at ktg 13 tv look it up on facebook gaming i talk a lot of dogs as well i'm playing baseball right now it is baseball season but uh we'll be back to football probably about a month so uh y'all be on the lookout it's growing rapidly over there and merch coming soon so y'all be on the lookout for that i'm pretty excited you heard that folks hey facebook.gg ktg 13 tv yes sir go look them up facebook gaming Go follow. He'll ask you one slogan, one phrase. Let him hear that slogan. Let him hear Where that Where are phrase. you from and who's your squad? Yes, sir. That's all you got to do. Juan, as always, Mr. Georgia Football, Mr. Throwback Thursday, <laughs> hashtag, hashtag fan, hashtag Juan Fan Club. There we go. Listen, my man's famous, guys. He was on the TV. <laughs> he was on the TV at the parade. Reporter didn't even do her job and know who he was. It's a shame. It's a it, shame. It's already out, Taylor. V18's already out, my boy. We're talking gaming here. So if anybody plays revamped, if you know what I'm talking about, it's a NCAA 14, basically modified version to keep it current, uh, which, like Caleb said here, he does play it, but he's playing baseball right now. Um, yeah, but I, anybody's the, Taylor, the Taylor report can come hop on the sticks and see what it's about if he wants to. I, I, I challenge you openly. Wait, what is I mean, what is this game? Is it like so the old, it's the old, old college football? You remember they stopped making NCAA after yeah. 2014. Well, these uh, this group called College Football Revamped took the game and modernized it. They have RPOs in it. They have the new um, that the new Georgia. They just actually in V18 gave them back the block numbers. Um, they've updated everything, updated the stadiums. Is so this on, is this a, online? Yeah, it's online or, or on PS3, so PC or PS3 or Xbox 360, whichever one you have. And um, it looks good. I even have my own custom KTG field at Sanford Stadium. It's pretty cool. So. Yeah, I got to get this. Yeah, man. Get me in the story. DMs on Twitter, and I'll, I'll, I'll help you get through it. It's pretty cool, man. And I'll okay. send you some of my videos so you can watch and look how smooth it looks. Like it looks. We're going to 
F1, Daniel's doing a road to glory. Getting that's what I need to see, man. That's what I need to see. You need to come check it out, man. It's uh, I am. I'm going to. DGD yeah. Rob is on. DGD Rob was a uh, – both of them were All-Americans on my team last season. DGD Sorry. Rob was a defensive end. He had they like – They don't call, me, they don't call me DGD for nothing, folks. That's right. DGD Rob was an All-American. Pat was an All-American, led the team in interceptions. Hey, Listen, it was fun, man. There you go. Hey, Facebook.gg forward slash KTG13 TV. Go follow Caleb, Juan. They know where they can find us on social media and dgdpodcast.com. I'm going to reiterate this because some people have short tolerance, you know, short tolerance with uh, attention spans. One final word, guys. Do not look down to your friends or if you're your foes, I should say, in Gainesville because they are not doing it right. Pay attention to what they're doing because do the exact opposite. You're going to be successful. Why do you think we are where we are? With that being said, guys, have a great day. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you back on the next episode. Go dogs. Go dogs. Sick them.